93.3 and the Heat 94.6 brings back the hottest hip-hop radio show live from KLP Entertainment and KLP Studios. It's KLP Aftermath. Morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas and Rocco Styles. You know what it is? Put your hands up. Tune in now on any audio platform. Yeah, Rocco, I think we're ready. I think we're ready for this one. I got something new for y'all, too. The winners have already seen themselves Get a little with the trophy. Have already seen themselves on the other side of the finish line in first place. They don't just go, well, I hope this works. They have such a clear vision that they can feel it, taste it, breathe it, smell it. And then they live a ruthlessly designed life. They have these core values that are non-negotiable for them. Because if you're a winner, you cannot have negotiable values. It must be non-negotiable, zero compromise. And if you are living a zero compromise life, now you have to stack the victories that back into those values. I had to do a little motivational here for, for sure on the show, Rocco. You know, something new for sure. Now let's get down to it. Let's go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Shaking both ways, make you do a double take. Lamborghini, Doesn't matter how old this song gets. Get it out of control. Hey. Hey. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, Sierra. We're gonna make you lose control and let it go for you know you're gonna hit the floor. Walk in the club is fire. Get it crunk and wired. Wave your hands, scream louder. If you smoke and fire up, bring the roof down and holler. Hey, we back. We back. We back. Take somebody by the waist and Hey, 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 
house. Fierra's in the house. Come on now. Let's go now. Let's go now. Woo, let's go. Let's ring now. Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hey, that was a good mix right there. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah. Yeah, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the KLP Aftermath Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the KLP Aftermath Podcast. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday, early Tuesday morning, January, uh, February uh, 6th. I forgot what month we in, Rocco. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the show. Hopefully you guys are ready for... Another exciting podcast here today. Now, if you missed yesterday's KLP After Party podcast we did yesterday early in the morning, uh, yeah, go check us out. Uh, it's a great show. We talked about the Grammys. We talked about a whole lot of stuff when it came down to the Grammys and just other further news. And we did an Instagram live shoot for that one as well. So, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I am blessed and highly favored. Uh, like I say, it's Tuesday. We've got quite a few shows for this week. Um, and this is kind of based off the first point that we see here on the board that, you know, Everybody knows this by now because we've been talking about it so much. But, of course, starting this Friday all the way up to next Thursday, KLP Entertainment will be shutting it down because we're going to be in New York City. <laughs> Shout out to New York. Uh, filming our two documentaries and doing some content up there, not only for Fashion Week, but just, you know, filming in general. And, you know, this is our third time traveling to New York. First time going to New York back in 2022, and then went last year, 2023, and now we're back again in 2024. So welcome, welcome to the show. But before we get to that, uh, we got my co-host, my 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 friend, my co-host here, uh, Rocco Styles. How you doing, man? Shout out to you. I'm doing very, very good, Kennedy. Uh, good to be back here in the show as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rocco Styles. Uh, the Australian with the most here on the show. Uh, welcome back to our premiere, I gotta say. I love to say it like that because this is a premiere show because we saw numbers last week and a lot of people love what we're doing, Kennedy. A lot of people enjoy the show. Um, so yes, I am blessed, highly favored to be a part of something this spectacular. And it's always good to see, you know, talent come on the show. It's good to see that we have some topics. It's good to see everybody here in the studio and having some fun when it comes down to giving the people what they want and what they want to hear in their radio. If you're listening on iHeartRadio or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, we appreciate it. We really do appreciate. Um, shout out to the family. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Australia. Shout out to you, Sierra. As always, my boo, my baby, that tunes in every morning. Actually, believe it or not, Kennedy, Sierra does it. Shout out to you, boo. She watches in live while she listens to the show a lot. She hears our content. She hears our commentary. She gave very, very excited to see what we're going to talk about. But then she always do that because there's a, there's a reason for that, right? Where if Sierra's listening, if I'm talking about something serious, she listens, she listens very closely. Because when I get home, and then she's home, and then she asks, so, so, babe, what do you mean by that? 
what, what you mean by when you say this? Oh, now we got a deeper discussion we're going to have to have, right? So, uh, but like I say, it's always good to be back here into the show. And yeah, I look forward to your trip to New York. I look forward to all the film crew. You know, we got the film crew. I met some of the film crew. Uh, and they're getting ready to travel along with you. And I just, I, you know, we're probably going to do maybe one more KLP Aftermath podcast before you leave. But, you know, uh, if plans change or something changes, best of luck to you up there in New York for sure. We'll be rooting for you down here in Atlanta. Uh, for sure, Kennedy. So it's good to be here, and I'm, 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 I'm set. I'm set. No, fired up and ready to go. Me too, Rocco. I, I get very, very excited when it comes down to this. Now, uh, so like I say, we have some topics of conversations, and I wanted to talk about this specific thing that came out. Uh, for the for the most part, we're gonna talk about it because I'm a huge gamer at heart. But, you know, this was kind of a surprise, Rocco, that I had no idea that was going on for sure. Um, but State of Play came, you know, shout out to PlayStation. So the annual, and I do mean this, the annual uh, PlayStation uh, State of Play was re- was revealed. And they, they revealed to us some stuff that was kind of okay, but, you know... Some things we already knew about. I think this was just kind of, and this is just my own critique when it comes down to this. I think State of Play was just something they just needed to poke out some content. Um, simply because we, we didn't really see anything new, which is okay. I mean, this was, when it came out, it was January, and now it's February. But, you know, it's to be expected that they're doing something like this because it's the beginning of the year, right? It's, it's, we got the mo- one month one, we got down out of 12 for this year. So we, we've got some stuff coming from PlayStation. So I just felt like this was, I don't know. I felt like Rocco, this was kind of not necessary to do a state of play because we didn't really get, we didn't see anything new uh, unless I might've missed it. I mean, Death Stranding 2, uh, they gave us the official name, I guess, Death Stranding 2 on the beach. So cool, but we already knew that was coming. Dragon's Dogma 2 is out. Uh, the, what's this, uh, Splatoon for PlayStation? I'm sorry, but it, it, this is what this looks like. A Splatoon for PlayStation. It's called Foam Stars. Um, Hell Divers 2, which didn't quite look that interesting. I felt that there was kind of a, um, I don't know, there was just kind of a, uh, kind of a theme for this one. I felt like we saw a lot of scary horror games, and maybe that's just what it didn't appeal to me simply because I'm not big into horror games. The latest horror game that I played was Resident Evil 6. Well, no, that's a lie. I played Resident Evil 2 Remake uh, for PlayStation 4, and that was the, the latest horror games. But I find myself not really liking horror games, maybe because I am easy to scare, I guess, but I'm just not big into it. Uh, you got Judas, Legendary Tales, uh, Metro Awakening for VR. That Now, that game does look cool. I, I, I give it that. That game, when I saw it, it looked cool. You're in VR. You got a weapon. You're, you're shooting it out. So that looks that looks fantastic. Rise of Ronin is the game that we knew about, and that's the one that I am quite excited for because it's almost like a Souls-like, but not really. So it's really, really good. Silent Hill, never been interested into it. Uh, Sonic Hill, uh, Sonic Hill, <laughs> Silent Hill 2 got announced, not into that. Now, what they played it at the the state of play. And this is where my excitement kind of grows right now. Sonic X Shadow Generations. Shout out to Sega. And I say shout out to Sega again. 
Rocco, they got something. Sega is figuring out a lot of stuff. And I got to say, Sega's doing something. Now, we had the fantastic game of Sonic Frontiers, right, that came out. We had Sonic Superstars, wasn't that, which that game wasn't too bad. They're bringing back a game that sold like wild cakes, and that was Sonic Generations. I remember Sonic Generations because this was back in 2011. I was a preteen at that year, and... I got this game, Sonic Generations, I got for Christmas. I was so happy. I was so excited. Um, that game is spectacular. By far, my favorite Sonic games, besides the Sonic Adventure games, Sonic Generations is my favorite so far, right? Because to play a Sonic game, that's what I like to see. This is quite exciting because you've got Sonic Shadow Generation or Cross Shadow Generations to where you get to play a shadow. Now, I don't know the we don't know the extent of this yet. We don't know if Shadow's going to have his own campaign when it comes down to this. I think it's just going to be kind of a short little campaign he's going through. Uh, you get to see Doom and Doom's eye based off the trailer is what we've seen. So that's what's going to sell this one. Because you've got this as, I don't know if this is an exclusive PlayStation. I doubt it, but they premiered it at the State of Play. But you've got it available for PlayStation 5. So here's what I'm hoping. Because it's not like they're building a game from the ground up. I got to say that. It's not like you're building a game from the ground up. You're using the formulas of what you already have, but maybe you're adding some things. I want to see 60 frames per second, obviously right? Because it just looks smoother. It looks beautiful. But then you got the story of the game and then you've got an extension of Shadow, right? Now you have a little bit more with Shadow. Uh, you get to go through his past, right? Fighting the bi bio lizard thing, fighting Doom, right? So you're going behind the scenes, going back into the past of Shadow and I think this is a spectacular idea. I think they should try the Shadow the Hedgehog. And they're trying the Shadow the Hedgehog angle because they've got Shadow the Hedgehog's logo, right? That logo that you see there, it is is there. That's the Shadow the Hedgehog logo from the game Shadow the Hedgehog, which I played. This was back in 2005, um, a long time ago. I actually didn't think it was that bad. A lot of people think it was horrible. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad either. Um, so they got something with their IP stuff, right? I am excited for this one. Here's one thing, though, what kind of nervous me, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have it like this. It's going to be nervousome for me if this game comes out at $60, $70, though. I, I don't think that this is going to be, I honestly don't think this would be a good idea to have it $60, right? Because we played this type of game before. If this game retail for $40, yes. If it retail for $30, yeah, people are going to buy it because it's $30, right? But if you want this to be retailed out for uh, $70, that's a little bit wild. And now that I'm on the mindset of this one, I'm going to go to my PlayStation app real quick to see if they got the pricing available because we don't know we know that it's coming out in autumn of 2024 so we probably won't have the pricing on here quite just yet because it's supposed to come out this fall um let me see 
Okay, so it's not listed on the PlayStation app quite just yet. So, again, we don't know yet, but, you know, oh, dang, they got Sonic Superstars for uh, $60 on PlayStation. That's interesting. Um, but, yeah, we don't know. We, we don't know if this game, I, I honestly do think that they're going to have this game $60, $70 because this is not really a new game, but it's not, you're adding stuff to it and you got a new logo. So they might treat it as a new game and say, hey, $60. To which I will buy. You know, I'm a Sonic fan, so of course I'm going to be the sucker to fall into it. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to have some gripe when it comes down to that. So that's, I think that's a spectacular idea. It makes sense because we did see the trailer or like a teaser for the logo of Sonic 3, the movie Sonic 3 coming out in December. So it just makes sense that, hey, you know, fall time is Sonic 3 movie time, and then it's this game, right? Because Shadow's supposed to be in Sonic 3. So it's a cool way to do it. Sega's finally understanding the market and getting some things right. So I, I, I have to say kudos to Sega. Um, Sega's doing a lot of amazing stuff. Like it or not, they're doing some amazing stuff. I get very, very excited for that because, you know, they're redoing all of their IPs, right? Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, um, more uh, Crazy Taxi. We all saw that trailer. That's exciting because they're working on their IPs and revamping their, their IPs. And this is what's going to bring Sega back. And it's, I'm here for it. Uh, Stellar Blade, Stellar Blade got announced, and it kind of reminds me of um, this game called Remember Me. If you guys remember, remember the game Remember Me. It's a game called Remember Me. That's what this game kind of looks like. It looks beautiful. Um, I don't know if I will pick this one up, but we'll see. Uh, Until Dawn is coming for PlayStation. Yeah, like I say, there's just a lot of um, there's a lot of horror. Kind of, but then you've got uh, Zen, Li- uh, Zen Lizion Zero. Uh, that's a high anticipated game that everybody's thinking about playing and picking up too. So we got a lot of horror for the most part of this one. I just think that doing a state of play, I don't think this was necessary necessarily because really you can just have these announcements out. There's nothing new. These are things we already knew about. So it's just like, you know, you're doing a state of play for really what? You know, it's not like you introduced something new that we haven't seen before. All these games we know about and seen before. So it would have been cool if they just would have dropped the trailers and we would have been fine. Right. But I get it. As, I guess as a quota, they got to make their quota. I don't know. But that's just something that we can miss out on. But comment below, guys. What do y'all think about State of Play? How do you feel about January's State of Play? Now, they are coming back with State of Play in February to talk about the Final Fantasy game. Uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth, yes, pre-ordered, ready to go, can't wait. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really, really awesome to see that, and that's what we got going on. But coming up next, we got Simone Teague. With your tea, with, with, with sorry, Simone, I, I messed up your thing. Let me try that again. Simone Teague. We got the tea with Simone Teague. Go ahead, take it away. No one expected Jay-Z to take the stage at the 2024 Grammy Awards even less expected him to call at the award ceremony for its questionable voting process. While accepting the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award, the rapper would publicly call out the Recording Academy for failing to recognize Beyonce with the trophy for Album of the Year, despite her winning 32 Grammys throughout her career. Fans online would have a lot to say about the acceptance speech as responses were mixed. Even though Jay-Z didn't mention any names, there were several fans of Taylor Swift who would take offense after assuming Jay-Z was referring to her. One user on social media would write, Jay-Z is so corny to me sometimes. Your wife has more Grammys than anybody. 
but you on stage complaining about her not winning one particular category? The entitlement is very real. Another would chime in, it's tacky and classless and frankly ridiculous. Awards are subjective. They don't go to who Jay-Z wants them to. This isn't hard. On one hand, he's saying Beyonce has won more Grammys than anyone, but still he finds fault. That doesn't make sense. Another user, your acceptance speech was so full of conceit. And then to drone on Beyonce not winning one particular award, tacky AF. Knowing that artists who have won it were sitting right there, I hope B never wins it now. One more user would chime in, Jay-Z whining because his wife isn't as talented as Taylor Swift at the Grammys last night was hilarious and once again shows the dishonest and racism of the black community. He whines about the white accomplishment while his wife Beyonce culturally appropriates white people. Now after last night, Swift would make history after winning Album of the Year, making it her fourth victory in the category. This has put her ahead of artists like Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra, and Paul Simone for most wins in this category at the award show. Comparatively, Beyonce has been nominated in the Album of the Year category on four separate occasions without a win. The online outrage of Taylor Swift winning yet another Album of the Year, Grammy has folks bringing up the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards ceremony where Kanye West infamously stormed the stage during Swift's acceptance speech to tell the audience that Beyonce had one of the greatest music videos of all time. Some would say that both Jay-Z and Kanye had the same message, they were just obviously different messengers. The conversation around Swift appears to be when black superiority is less recognized and even compared to white mediocrity. Now this can be seen as subjective for some, but Beyonce can be seen as the far more talented and stronger artist. And this has been a part of the fabric in American culture, that black people have to work twice as hard to be equal. And just as a note, the last black woman to win a Grammy for Album of the Year was Lauryn Hill. But hey, what do you guys think of Jay-Z angering Taylor Swift fans for defending Beyonce? Let us know in the comments below. And a big shout out to Killer Mike for sweeping three Grammys for rap album, rap song, and rap performance, which is well deserved. That's some good news for sure. Shout out to Jay-Z for sure when it comes down to it. Now, I want to talk about Kennedy, and this is a little bit with our childhood, right? Y'all remember Legos? Comment below if you remember Legos, because I surely do. Now, me being a little Australian boy, when I was five years old, I was old enough to play with Legos. First, off, first and foremost, my parents bought me this Lego City set. I enjoyed it because it was like like a little mini city, right? You, you have some buildings that you can build up. And, you know, at me being a five-year-old, I enjoyed playing with Legos. And, you know, I played with my sister when it comes with these Legos. And it just worked. And my brother, actually. So... Having a Lego set is amazing now. I don't have Lego sets now because, you know, I don't have room in the house, but there'll be a nice hobby to, to start. But Sierra will probably say, nope, you're not doing that in this house. But I do remember having a Lego set. Now, Lego's Epic Limited Edition, Parisian Street and Mountain Fortress are about to go on sale. Let me tell you how cool this looks. Now, if you're considering yourself a diehard fan of the adult-grade Lego, you might want to hover over 
and buy but the, the hover these buy buttons on Wednesday. They're going to have a link there. That's when the Lego will begin selling five limited edition sets that are literally a fan dream come true. Now, fans insured a Bricklink designer program contest to create this Lego set all by themselves, and they'll get 5% of our proceedings. I think 5% is a little bit too low if you are the designer for this. But, hey, this business, I guess, people, hey, hey, you bought my toy. I only got 5%. I think I should own 20% at least. But, hey, I'm not in the Lego business. Um, they're also just really cool builds. Uh, this was a quote now. The Mountain Fortress Lego set is around $380. Would you pay that much for some Lego set? Honestly, I would. If it's limited edition, then yes. If you're buying it for someone, a great gift for someone, this set, right? Because not only that, because some people, and I think a lot of people get kind of nervous, Kennedy, when it comes down to say, to admit that you play with Legos or you build Legos, I don't think grown adults should be ups should feel embarrassed if you still play with Legos, right? Now I can understand or or build Legos. Let me let me say it that way. If you still build Legos when you are an adult, there's nothing wrong with that. I would say because we are seeing Lego Masters, right? Lego Masters is a, is available on what's what's that? Uh, Hulu is on Hulu, but from Fox, right? These are adults making this stuff, and it's their livelihood, right? I think. If you're able to build Legos as an adult, you should be fine. And you can have it built and have a room dedicated for a Lego room, right? It just depends on your, your situation. Now, if you're a grown adult playing with toys and playing with action figures, unless you make a movie, right? Because I remember, Kennedy, I remember you telling me, not trying to put you on the island blast, but you make stop motions. And you were a pre-take, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But this set comes with the Mountain Fortress to it looks amazing it looks one of those things that you know it, it looks very realistic in a way and then they have the parisian street limited edition parisian if i said that right 320 dollars legos is expensive now i'm looking at pictures here and this looks kind of cool right now based on i mean being that this is an audio podcast you know i'm gonna describe this the best i can now the parisian street it looks like a little like a little shopping center. You got some stories on the main level. And then you got, or it looks like you got like three stories and then an extra story where you build up. And then on the inside of it all, it has, a, oh, it has, oh, it, these, these are apartments. Okay, never mind, my bad. So these are apartments. You got small apartment. You got apartment with a bathroom. You got a luxury living room. Got a small bedroom. Now, this is when you take the street and turn it to the side, right? Or turn it behind itself. You're able to see all of the toys, bells, and whistles. Honestly, I think this will be something you will buy for a kid. I mean, you can buy this for an adult too, but this looks like something a kid would definitely enjoy playing with. It's like, it's like getting a dollhouse for a kid, but you're building the, the dollhouse for that said kid if they're into Lego. So I think this will be well worth it. Maybe a Christmas gift, right? And... For a lot of people who were lucky enough to pick this up, I don't think they should make this limited edition. I think they should make this uh, available everywhere because kids will eat this up, right? Adults will eat this up. 
as we scroll down, this is the Mountain Fortress. This is 379, so 380. I can see why this is $380. Look at that. Look how cool that looks. Look, I'm geeking out on the show because I'm acting like a big kid right now. But that looks really, really cool. I would buy that. I really would. This looks like it takes time to build. But it looks like something off of, like, House of Dragons type of show. So I definitely would buy this not only for myself but i would buy this for if i had kids you know i would buy this for for my my kid you know if i had kids you know i'm i'm kind of you know on offense to we, we kennedy so this is really really cool it's one of those cool things that brinkley is doing i don't think the designer should get only five percent of the if they designed it they shouldn't really get five percent of it but this looks cool i think i would say for the parisian street and I'm not going to identify it because I was at first, but I'm not going to do that as we get some alerts here. That's shout out to Ring. Shout out to Ring. I think I would buy this for my four kids if they really wanted this. I don't think they should make this a limited edition, to be honest. But this is actually not bad. This is not bad what they have built for sure. And it's really, really cool to have it to where uh, they do this now. I'm a research because they got some YouTube channels up this YouTube row that reviews uh, Legos. And I'm probably going to watch that now, Kennedy, because now I'm, I I just got very interested in this now. Um, but yeah, this is cool. So they got those two. They're, they're limited editions, though. So they really should make those limited editions. I honestly do think they should make these available um, everywhere. But hey, I'm not the owner of Legos. So shout out to Legos for sure. I used to say this was sippy cup for blue... But Blue's grown up now. She doesn't take sippy cup. And she has her own Grammys. She got her own Grammys, y'all. First of all, um, thanks to Dr. Dre. He said he New KLP. Andre Young, thank you, sir. All the doors that you opened, you know, showed us that we can be um, rock stars. Seeing you on the Rolling Stone. Obviously, there's Run DMC with the Leathers and the Aerosmith. But when you came out west, you took it to a whole new level put us on covers, Rolling Stone, put us around the world, you and Snoop, all that y'all did, all the records y'all broke, so thank you for this. Um, honored, honored to accept it, honored to accept it, and thank you to the Black Music Collective for all the work that you guys do, scholarships for young creatives, and hopefully, you know, I'm adding to, you know, what you guys are doing out here. Obviously, uh, it's, uh, it's great to have a, an award um, for such an icon. How far we've come with uh, Will Smith and them, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince winning their first Grammy in 89. Hey. And boycotting because it wasn't televised. And then... Message. They went to like a hotel and watched the Grammys. I didn't even understand what the... <laughs> wasn't a great boycott. Um, <laughs> we're here. But then, 98, I took a page out of their book. I was nominated for the best rap album, and DMX had dropped two albums that year. They both were number one. Shout out to DMX. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Jay-Z. Now, I know Simone talked about a little bit with, with Jay-Z's speech, but I wanted to replay that again because um, Jay-Z is one of the, the people that I not only listen to... Um, I don't want to say listen to the most because I listen to a lot of um, artists, but it's just one of those things where I get very, very excited when I see artists win. And of course, if y'all didn't know, and Simone said it earlier today, but 
he won the globe the Dr. Dre Global um Global Impact Award. So I get very, very excited when it comes down to that. Um so I, I just wanted to replay that again for the podcast because a lot of things a lot of things a lot of things we don't really understand and just really understand the importance of it and what Jay Z was saying about you know, boycotting and, and winning and, and, you know, Grammy sometimes doesn't do the black community justice sometimes. So it's just one of those things that I, I don't know, I really, really, I really, really enjoy, right? That's just one of the things that I really uh, do enjoy. Now, as we move on to the part of the show, shout out to part of the show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, part of the show, as we get our question here, we're uh, going through, because we had a lot of people put in the, uh, uh, a lot of people um, uh, put in the in the chat here. And this one's a good one. This is more of a, uh, uh, if you're ed- well-educated and, and literal, <laughs> when it comes down to it. Now, the question is, what book has changed one of your long-held opinions? What book has changed one of your long-held opinions? Um, I got to say, because I saw this movie, because it, it became available on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix and shout out to The Great Gatsby. I love The Great Gatsby. I really, really do. And my long-held opinion, when it comes down to it, and I got to say, Money cannot buy you love, right? Now, if you all remember The Great Gatsby, who haven't read The Great Gatsby, read the book and saw the two movies, I don't know what, uh, you might be sleeping on the rock. But Great Gatsby, and shout out to Jay-Z, I'm glad I played that because he's the executive music producer for that one, the executive producer for that, the new film, by the way. Um, Gatsby, in the story, buys the house, does what he does financially to get close to Daisy, right? Because he feels that finding love or buying or having money and buying things, material things, can impress the woman to where she might go over and say, hey, I'm interested. Now, we all know that Daisy and Tom, the Buchanans, they came from old money and you got great Gatsby to come from new money, right? And there's two ways to change my opinion, actually. So money cannot buy you love. And if you're both successful, don't try to big up one another person if you're both successful, right? Because in the movie, you know, Tom tried to big up Gatsby. Gatsby tried to big up Tom. But they both rich in their own perspective ways. Old money versus new money, right? So just one of those things that's out there. Um, but, yeah, money cannot buy you love because... Gatsby did all these things, right? But then, you know, there's the murder, uh, the murder of Myrtle. Um, that's Wilson's wife, right? And then she changed her mind with 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 Gatsby and continues to stay in the relationship with Tom. She didn't care about all the material things. And in some of the ways, some people might say that she didn't care about the material things that she has personally with her husband Tom. Right? I've seen it now on Facebook, I'll be honest, I, I be watching that stuff on Facebook, that way, it doesn't, 
doesn't matter how much you spend on a person. It could be a man or a female. I'm not going to identify it, but it doesn't matter how much you spend. As long as you know the real person and their real accolades and how they really react, that's what's important. Right? That's one of the reasons why you're never going to see me when I'm taking somebody out to dinner. I don't always look at it like, okay, what can I buy you next to get you to like me, to get you to be more impressed? Something I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit there and, and do all of those things when it comes down to it because it's not important. Right? So I think in society and today's relationship, we've got to not, we've got to understand that it's not important to, it's important to have it to where money doesn't buy happiness. Money doesn't buy love. You cannot buy somebody's affection because we see it a lot of, and I've seen it personally, a lot of uh, my young my young dudes that are the same age as me try to impress a girl because, hey, let me buy her this and that and the third. Right. And then they get their heart broken and then maybe their, their girl that they're trying to impress is a gold digger because we see those videos. Gold digging. <laughs> gold digging is real. Digging for gold. And it can go vice versa. The man can go dig as well. Right. The you may you may often see it in, in women gold digging. But let's be honest, you know, hey, dudes can go dig, too. So that's what changed my long lasting opinion when it comes down to that, because, you know, Towards the beginning, the backstory between Daisy and Gatsby, uh, Gatsby was poor. I didn't have any money, but, you know, he loved her. He served in the war. Right. But he did all these things. New money. Right. Fake stock bonds, a bootleg liquor, buying the, the extravagant castle and the nicest car and the nicest shirts and shoes just to impress Daisy. But it didn't work. And then there's a backstory, and then he gets shot by by uh, by Wilson, right? And yeah, that happens. Uh, I do say to this too, you know, it doesn't matter if you big don't try to big up somebody if you're both successful. Again, Tom and, and Gatsby, they're both successful. They're all successful in their own right. Maybe Tom may have uh, done it, maybe honestly than Gatsby, but they both have riches and money and power. But if you're both successful, why are you trying to big up somebody? I mean, I know the answer to that, Rocco, is because we're all in competition with each other. But, hey, it happens. Right. So that's the answer. That's the book that changed my perspective. One of my favorite books, by the way, I recommend having a good read. It's a good read, by the way. It's a fantastic read. You do not want to miss out on that. Um, so yeah, that will wrap it up here in our podcast here today, Tuesday, February 6th. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one as much as I did. But before we go, I got to play a little, little K-pop for you. Now, I love this song. Hey, shout out to Black Swan. Hey. Hey. This beat is dope. Come on now. Hey. Hey. Come on. Thank y'all for staying tuned for the podcast. We love y'all so much. I always am so thankful for y'all. And we'll see y'all on the next podcast for sure. Hey! I remember when this song came out. I was dancing. And the video looks good, too. Hey!
Oh, she's my favorite right here. Oh, I love the two. That's my girl. That is my girl. Hey. Come on now. Like I say, we'll be back tomorrow. Oh, we'll be back tonight, too, for another <laughs> after-party podcast, so stay tuned for that. But for the KLP Aftermath, we'll be back at some point tomorrow as we prepare for New York. Thank y'all for staying tuned. We love y'all. and the Heat 94.6 brings back the hottest hip-hop radio show live from KLP Entertainment and KLP Studios. It's KLP Aftermath. Morning with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas and Rocco Styles. You know what it is? Put your hands up. Tune in now on any audio platform. Go.